Welcome to Breaking Barriers. You know your path. We know the obstacles. And we can teach you how to tear them down. And now your host, CEO and founder of Adapting Social, John Vigero. I just recently actually uh, bought my first boat. And, uh, and my family, they actually build boats. So I'm getting, I'm getting into it. Really? What kind of boat did you pick up? So I picked up a crown line. I got a, I got a, I got an older one. It's my first boat. So I want to be able to ding it up a little bit, you know, figure out my shit. Um, very good. Very good. You were, you were guided wisely. Yes. 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 And my client, uh, my client owns a Marina. So I have a lot of people in the, in the, uh, boating industry around me. So it works, it works out pretty well. Have you, have you ever heard of Jersey Shore Marina? Jersey Shore Marina. Oh yeah. Uh, uh, Vito. Yep. Yeah, yep. Vito. Vito. I've got, I know, I know Vito probably 30 years. Oh man, great guy. Vito. Yeah, I like Vito a lot. We, we get along real well. Yeah, Vito's actually one of my first couple of clients, actually. Great guy. No kidding. Yeah, no, Vito is great people, family, everybody. He did a really nice job at that marina. He really did. Is that where you're gonna keep your boat? That's where I keep right now, yep. Yeah. Uh nice, nice. Yeah. He gave me uh he gave me a good slip and uh, I got he so where he put me, I have to back in. And so <laughs> so learning, you know, I, I luckily am able to do it really well now, but um but so, uh, you know, it's, it's been good, though. And yeah. Back you, then you, a little easier than going in uh, forward, to be honest. You got a lot more yeah. control. Yeah, you got a lot more control. You do. Um, oh, you have a yeah. engine, right? Uh, no, I'm an IO. Yeah. Oh, okay. One engine? Yeah. Okay, one engine. Eh, a little tough with the wind, but uh, that's yeah. actually not too bad there at that marina. Yeah, yeah. It's not terrible. And, yeah. then, and then have you ever heard of uh, Henry Kisyats? Oh, of course. <laughs> yeah. Yes, that's that's uh, that's my family. No so, kidding. Yeah, my wife, uh, her her mother, and uh, Jack started it. Oh wow, that's great! Wow, that's interesting. They make great boats. I love their boats. Oh, they're 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 phenomenal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they are. So, so we really enjoy it. And uh, and listen, so listen, I I saw your content pushing out there on social one day, and you know I love what you're doing. So I was like, you know, what, let's get. I want to you know support as many local people as we can. Um, you know, get you out there and push you and get your story out there. And so essentially this podcast, the game plan here, Joe, is we really talk about the the journey of being an entrepreneur. You know, what are some things that you learn, your story, obviously what you do, um, and then just diving into like any challenges that you faced in starting your business, you know, and, and what were some of the things you faced, how you broke through those barriers um, and are where you are today. Because I know, I know that, um, you know, just in doing, just in doing my homework, obviously, and you guys, you guys have been around since 86, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, uh, we just had our 34th year anniversary. We did it. Oh, congrats, man. 34 years uh, when I started it, uh, I had a lot of hair and, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, life went on a little bit, but uh, yeah, 1986, June 11th. Wow. Wow. That's, that's amazing, man. So, so right. I would love, listen, how many businesses can, you know, to say that they had that that long, you know, doing what they're doing, and it seems like you love what you're doing out there. I love it. Uh, you know, it's funny. I, I uh, my my history is that I started out actually as an accountant uh, out of college, and um, I'm originally from Bayonne. So the natural progression was to get out of college uh, and go work in the city. Right. And so I, I commuted for like six months from Bayonne into the city up 42nd Street when 42nd Street was 42nd Street. <laughs> and uh, and I just couldn't take it anymore. I, I didn't enjoy the commute into the city. I didn't like the city life. I was never really a city life kind of guy. 
And so uh, a buddy of mine, I, I had my accounting degree and a buddy of mine said, you should try looking at financial statements and helping these financial planners out. He was a life right. insurance agent and right. I had to get licensed. So, all right, I'll go get licensed. I got licensed and I just saw the money these guys were making and most of them were dumb as bricks. They really didn't understand taxation. They didn't understand what they were doing for their client. Right. So I said, okay, I'm going to be an insurance agent. I like that better because I felt like I was helping people. Right. And, and it kind of morphed into hanging my own shingle, becoming an insurance agency. And from there, it just really exploded. That's freaking awesome, man. And, and let me ask you a question. So when you first got rocking and rolling, um, you know, <clears throat> what, what was it like getting new customers, right? Because obviously, if you start a business, it's all, it sounds all good and, you know, it's always sexy to be like, I own my own company. Um, but part of the biggest challenge is that, you know, that again, I face hardcore, a lot of my clients who've been in business for many, many years like yourself have. Well, how did you start to build that momentum? Um, you know, it, that's an interesting question. Uh, John Dern, this was before I started my company. I was training as a life insurance agent. Right. So I was being trained to make cold calls. You know, you had to make 20 calls an hour, 30 calls an hour, and you were literally trying to get leads. So I learned pretty quickly on what clients wanted and who was willing to speak to me and how I could give them value before value was the sexy word. Yeah. Uh, we were just churning and burning, trying to get leads and to get appointments. And that was our job. We were on the phone, banging away at, the, at, at every single opportunity we could to try to get an appointment. Right. And I got to the point where when I got to the appointments, I really wanted to make the time worthwhile. And that was right. my kind of accounting client background that I that I was always taught. Right. I tried to care for them. Uh, a mentor I had many years ago said, you know, customers, they just churn and burn. But clients, you care for. Right. So I, always, I took that. As, as my mantra. And what I ended up doing was the client started to trust me more with more of their insurance, more opportunities. And then the referral started. Um, today is a perfect example. I know it's 34 years, but we advertise zero except for social media. And it's just posting. 90% uh, yep. of my business is by referral. Wow. That's awesome. I love, I love what you just said there though. I'm going to title this podcast exactly that, you know, a, a customer, you know, comes and goes, but a client you take good care of. I love that. Yeah, that's, yeah, no. that's phenomenal. Thank uh, you. And so, what have, what have been some of the challenges that you face? You know, when getting this business up and and where you are today. Well, the the biggest challenges were for me personally um, is I think I expanded too fast at one point um, mm. because we we found our niche in boat insurance. Mm. Uh, and how that came to be was I had, I was a performance boater all my life. I grew up at the ben Benihana races in Point Pleasant. Wow. And, that. and so I bought my first Donzi or I'm sorry, my first cigarette and I could not find insurance for it. And when wow. I did, it was for Lloyd's of London. Right. It was ridiculous. You know, it was an $8,000 boat and they wanted to charge me 8,000 in premium. <laughs> so so I, I, I started to do some homework there and, um, I found that no one knew what they were doing. And I knew a lot about these boats. I grew up around them. So I said, let me try to do this. And I became slowly the performance boat insurance guy. Wow. I got all these clients. I ended up actually insuring half the racing fleet through the APBA because nobody was doing it. 
and wow. no one really knew what to do. So that's how the boat insurance focus started. And of course, there it went exponentially because everybody has a performance boat. They had a fishing boat. They had a rowboat, whatever, jet right. ski. So um, that's kind of how it happened. And then my clients started to push me for information. Do you have a good marina? Do you have a good service right or, or service facility? Mm-hmm. And I kept referring out. And, you know, in business, I like to refer and work with other businesses. No one was referring back to me. Right. So I said, well, if you're not going to refer back to me, I'm going to open up my own business. And we did. We ended up opening up a boat dealership. Oh, nice. So in the dealership, we had the insurance agency with the focus mm-hmm. on boat and yacht. And then we had a full-blown, at one point, we were a, a premier Mercury dealer. Um, it was in Bricktown. We serviced 700 boats a year. We did a lot of service. Wow. Um, and that was my mistake. I, I focused too much on the boat dealership. And I wasn't focusing on the insurance agency mm-hmm. and, and it literally went like this. Right. And after 15 years of, you know, busting my chops, I'm, I, I never worked so hard in my life. I loved it. I was loved the environment. I loved my clients. I realized it was more profitable to actually stay as an insurance agent than it was to service boats. Service is very, very, very uh, heavy debt oriented. I bet. I bet. And, and honestly, in the insurance side, obviously, that's a little bit more of a recurring as opposed to, again, if somebody comes in a boat, they might not come back to you. Well, it was very reoccurring until you stop focusing on your clients. Wow. And then they end up finding uh, the Geico's and the other people who answer the phone and we're out there fixing boats. Right. We're selling boats. Right. Uh, my, my background and what I do best, um, the same mentor who gave me that advice about clients said to me, 15 years later, he said, listen, you don't turn wrenches. You're good at selling boats, but you're really good at insurance. What are you doing servicing boats? Right. And I had great mechanics, and they were good at what they did, not me. Right. So the decision was, and this was about three and a half years ago, we decided let's kill the uh, boat dealership, go back to what we do best. And we still do sell boats on the side. Our brokerage division is strictly to help our 3,700 plus clients that we've built back to uh, sell their boats and buy their boats. We don't, we don't really, we have a brokerage operation. Uh, my, my oldest boy, Joey just joined the firm at a college and we have another young broker and those guys are selling boats as their career. Right. I'm running the insurance agency and it took us three and a half, three and a half years really to get back to where we were. So hold up. So, so 3,700 clients, that's a big deal. Congrats, man. Thanks. Yeah. Well, like I said, it, we have about 9,000 names that have gone through our system in the 34 years, but we have active clients about 3,700. Congrats, man. That's, that's, that's badass. I love Thank that. You. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate that. And so let me ask you a question. So with, with that said, you know, obviously you went through the journey of, you know, doing a couple of things. Cause listen, we have entrepreneurs ask us all the time, you know, and, and me personally, you know, adapting social, you know, we serve clients in 20 countries, right? Everything from a small business to, you know, like Vito at the Marina, right? Um, <laughs> and, and so, so the biggest thing though that we always hear is that like, you know, you go into business young, hungry, you know, a little foolish and you're like, I want to do this. 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 And then you kind of like strip down to like, Hey, you know what? I shouldn't be turning wrenches here. I should be focusing on the more profitable side, mm-hmm. you know? What, what do you see? Where do you see you know your your business going in the next five to ten years? Do you think it's exactly where you are, staying you know put, or do you see any other expansion in the areas? Where do you think is next? 
Um, as we stand now, we do two-year increments. We look to every two years and try to do, in fact, we just finished our two-year plan. Uh, we used to look five years, but you know, there's so much that changes in five years. Uh, oh, we can thank yeah. Hurricane Sandy for that. So yeah, yeah. that changed a lot down here. So we learned to go every two years through our, our, our plan. And with the move we made three and a half years ago and where we are now, we feel pretty comfortable that the insurance agency has been growing about 46% a year because mm. we don't just focus on boat and yacht. Um, I jokingly say we go through the dock for our clients because yeah. we get their boat first, then their home, then their flood, wow. then their auto insurance, secondary properties. Wow. And we try to service our clients as a package because it's easier for them to call one agent right. and have one phone number and we handle everything. Exactly. And we felt we would expose and expand better by really focusing on just the insurance world. The right. brokerage is an offshoot. Uh, it's an offshoot. It's, it's, we have, I'd say of the 3,700 clients that we have active, I would bet you we have 1,400 just boat insurance clients alone. Got it. Got it. No one knows their boat better than I do as their agent. So why not sell it for them? Right. It, it's similar to real estate brokerage. So it's it's MLS service. We buy and sell brokers. Love. So it's very easy for us to on-train. It belongs in within what we do. That's badass, man. I love that. I love that concept. Thanks, man. Um, and so now, so, so another interesting point you brought up, though, too, we get a lot of questions about is, you know, bringing family members into the business, right? And I noticed everybody on your roster has your last name. They, they, um, they do. <laughs> and so that's an amazing thing. And, and you know, myself, you know, um, I started adapting social when I was 17 years old. And, you know, and fast forward now I'm 28. And, you know, I, uh, about four or five years ago, I brought my younger brother in. Um, now my cousin works for me. And, you know, and so it's a really exciting thing. But I've never experienced the fatherly bringing your son in. You know, and and what's that like in terms of expectations and like performance and like, you know, making sure that, you know, that level of tenacity that you have had to get your insurance and brokerage to where you are today, 30 plus years later, like, how do you transfer that to your son? Hmm. Well, interesting as uh, when I was younger, my dad was a car dealer. And he okay. insisted me to be a car dealer. <laughs> he wanted me to be that. And I didn't like that business as much. Um, and he kind of, he was old school and he kind of forced me to be there. So I always remembered that. And right. I never wanted to force my boys. I have also a younger boy. I have a 16 year old too, who um, seems to think that he wants to be involved in business. We'll worry about that in about 10 years. Right. But with my older boy, um, I, I'm, a, I'm one of my loves is I'm a hockey coach. I coach okay. junior hockey. That's my side passion. And my players, my focus age group is between 16 and 21. So I have a lot of young kids that I'm mentoring and, and bringing on from uh, to go to colleges. That's one of our specialties where I, I coach oh, yeah. Jersey Shore Whalers in, in Howell. Wow, okay. So I, I equate a lot to, to athletics and coaching. So even at the boat dealership, what I did, John, was I always used my team uh, as – those are my players. I'm the coach of the the dealership or the insurance agency. Right. And I would encourage and tr I train. I believe in training like mad. I was never taught anything. I made a million mistakes. Right. So I trained, I trained, I trained. I sat with people. I put hours in. And many of them 
took my information and left and went on to bigger and better things. And that's fine. But I felt that they would give my clients better service if they learned how I did it firsthand by actually sitting with me. So I do the same thing with, with, I did it with my wife uh, 20 years ago when she came into the business and Sherry and I'm doing the same with Joey. We're, we're literally sitting each day, day by day, taking phone calls. I'm making him take calls. I'm making him go out and take pictures of boats in a, in a very, very standard fashion. I try to, I'm, I'm like Campbell's soup. I don't change. So I, same way, man. I literally go down the line and, I, and, and as I taught the, I don't know, 50 or so employees I had over the years, I'm doing the same thing with them. But the nice thing is, is the clients like that a Camposano answers the phone. Listen, that's, that's a badass thing. That is good. Instead yeah. of hearing some representative, you're going to get transferred to this person, that person. Right. You know, we're talking to a family member from, from the Campesano family, which is awesome. Right. right. Yeah. And and Hurricane Sandy taught us a major lesson because we we were down a Mano Logan Road at the time, about a half mile from the bridge. We mm-hmm. were out of power for three, four weeks. You know, uh, we were fortunate it didn't bother us, but everybody around us got. So I said, you know what? I can't take this chance by picking up these big computers and bringing them to my house. So we set it up where I, I'm literally working from my uh, home base yeah. and everything is electronic. My computer here is the same computer at the office. The phone system is here. And we literally answer the phones seven days a week here. No matter what time you call, we answer the phone because it's here uh, because we believe we have to be different than the online companies and the, the now the new wave uh, with the younger uh, groups of clients we have where everything's on the phone, everything's immediate. So right. we have to be that immediate agency, but still give this one-on-one that, that you and I are doing. Right. Right. That's, you know, it's so, it's so important, man. And you know what, now that, now that, you know, I, I've been in my business for 10 years and you know, you as a small business owner and looking at, even at this situation that's happening right now with this pandemic, right? Talking about right. Hurricane Sandy, talking about a pandemic, you know, I love when you look at small businesses, we're able to be agile in moments of you know sheer pandemic, right? And yep. you know, as a business owner, your mind changes a little bit because you know, what I used to be a server at Ruby Tuesdays when I first started, and I'll never forget it. You know, I I used to you know just clock in, clock out, whatever. But now being you know being a business owner for ten years, when you walk into a restaurant, you know, and you go to a small business. And you know the, the people who own it, their family, their wives, their, their sons, their daughters, their cousins, and just good people that take the time to train their staff, you have a completely different experience than when you walk into an Applebee's, right? Or even when you walk into yeah. some corporate company. So yeah, yeah. you know, so for you guys, when you're able to pick up the phone and you're talking to somebody that's a part of your family, it's just a level of personality that you can't you can't duplicate, you know? And um, and that's big. And anybody listening in in this, you know, right now. You know, that's something that's, that, that's invaluable. I know a lot of people who they don't want to put in the work, you know, when it comes to a lot of, a lot of younger demographics, they don't want to talk on the phone. They don't want to talk in person, emails, texts, you know, whatever. But yeah. stuff like that, answer the phone. And you training Joey on that is a, is a, is a great, great thing. And, and, you know, it was a little bit of a tough thing there, especially because the, the first thing they want to do is this. Yeah. And, and I'm like, get out of here. Pick up that phone. 
Um, that is the most powerful tool any business owner could ever have because everybody wants to, and we'll text and we'll email our clients when they want to, but I'll be damned if I don't pick up the phone and call them first, even after I've emailed them, I'm calling them because I, I don't have the time with all my clients to focus on waiting for this answer to come to me three hours later. Right. We're trying to get you service done and completed. If there's a problem, it's easier for us to go back than it is to redo it. Exactly. Right. And the email and the email tag game, you know, when you need the phone call eliminates hours and hours and hours back. Hours. I get more done in two hours on the phone than I could ever do emailing and texting. A hundred percent. I agree with that. A thousand percent. Everybody listening, that is a fact. Pick up the phone and call to, to solve issues. Um and listen, and Joe, as we get towards the end here, like, you know, what, this is one thing I always like to put my guests on the spot with. So is there some sort of quote that you picked up over the years that you really, really enjoy and that you really like ride with? Quotes from, you mean yeah, quotes yeah. out? That, oh, yeah. Business quotes. Business quotes. Well, it's interesting. Um, as someone who never really had a mentor, uh, quotes were not a motivational thing. I was always self-motivated. Yeah, yeah. My my answer was pick up the damn phone because yeah. when the phone rings, you got to It costs a lot of money to make that phone ring. You're right. And my attitude is pick up the damn phone, answer the call, talk to the client. Uh, that would probably be not only the quote I know about, but I would do that every time. And I tell that to this day. If that phone rings more than two or three times, I get pissed off. I start walking around the office talking to myself. <laughs> so, yeah, pick up the damn phone. And, I, and that's the advice I could give anybody who's listening as a business owner. Get on the phone. Talk to your clients. Get them to know who you are. This social media is fun. Um, it could get out of hand. But the reality is, is, is that the clients are buying you. They're not buying a service. I have 32 companies now in my office. So they, I could sell you, you know, New Hampshire. I could sell you Travelers, Chubb. But they're buying Joe Camposano or Camposano, the Camposano team, as we call it. Yeah, right, right. So get pick up the damn phone. I love Talk that. Joe, that's fire. I love that. That's amazing. <laughs> um, and, and so at this point, you know, this is where you kind of like plug, you know, where people can find you your website, your social media, um, you know, and the, where they can find you. Well, for insurance, they can go on social media. We're big at Camposano Insurance on Facebook, Instagram, uh, LinkedIn. We have, that's really where we focus on. There's a lot of fun we put on there. We're not real too serious. We're not trying to sell insurance online, wow. but they get to know us and some of our clients' experiences. We'll post that. Um, if they're interested in buying or selling a boat, we have Camposano Marine, which Ooh. is also Facebook, Instagram. Um, and that we do showcase the boats that are for sale. Um, but it, they're all clients or are all client boats of ours. So, um, yeah. if anybody is really looking at a boat, it's easier for them to find the picture of the boat, go to our website, which is jcamposano.com. Right. And, uh, that also houses one page for our, our boat listings, as well as of course, any kind of insurance. And we do primarily personal insurance, but we'll do small business insurance as well. So that or call 888-SOS-BOAT and you can get a hold of me. Boom. He'll pick up that damn phone. <laughs> pick up the, And I'll pick up the phone and I can get to the phone myself. <laughs> That's awesome. Thank, Joe, listen, first off, you know, first and foremost, thank you so much for your wisdom and your time today. Thanks, and, uh, I really appreciate it. And, um, you know, one of the things that we do here 
I like to kind of like disrupt the normal, you know, autopilot thinking. A lot of times people, you know, I feel like Joe, they're, they're stuck in autopilot mode. So, you know, in their day to days, they don't realize they have control of their day. So instead of me leaving and, and saying to people, even it's the funniest thing. If I'm in the middle of like, you know, a grocery store, if I'm like stop and shop or shop, right. And I see somebody that I haven't seen since high school, for instance, right. Since I started my company and you know, most people say, all right, see you later. Have a good one. See you later. Um, I tell everybody to, to create a great day, right? Because you're in charge. Mm-hmm. You can create a great day, right? It's up to you. If you want to be, you know, in a shitty mood or if, you know, things aren't going your way and you want to react that way and, and get upset about it and get stressed out about it, you know, you're ultimately creating that. You're letting that happen. So the people that are listening right now, I always push this at the end of our podcast. You are the pilot or you're the captain of your <laughs> life. Yes, okay. I am. You are the captain of your life. So you need to take take a hold of that wheel and, and make sure that you create a great day for yourself. Um, so really, that's great. That's a great one. I, I may pass that on to Joey, my youngest. Hey, listen, please do. Absolutely. <laughs> so, but again, thank you for your time. I appreciate that. I know it's a big asset. That you I appreciate it. Thank you, John. I appreciate the opportunity. Of course.